Entrepreneur on Fire 892. Tell the truth as you see it and have the resilience to do so. John Lee Dumas presents EO Fire and FreePodcastCourse.com. Launch your podcast in 15 days and ignite. Looking for a website host that provides 24-7 live support, one-click WordPress installs, and an easy website builder? Visit hostcater.com slash fire and the number 30 for a 30% discount today. What's the point of sending emails that never make it to your subscribers' inboxes? AWeber has you covered with industry-leading deliverability. Start connecting with your audience and growing your business with email today at aweber.com slash fire. Fire Nation, the countdown has commenced. John Lee Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Shlomi Katan. Shlomi, are you prepared to ignite? 100%, John. Thanks for having me on. Yes. Shlomi is co-founder and CEO of Kudu Learning, which makes language learning apps for preschoolers. He earned his PhD from UC Berkeley with a focus on early childhood second language acquisition, and prior to founding Kudu, was a consultant for the Boston Consulting Group. Shlomi, I've given Fire Nation just a little insight, so share more about you personally and expound upon your biz. One of the first things that I tend to tell people about myself, and I think this is kind of the driving force in who I am and what I do, is that I'm multinational and multilingual, and I care about education. Um, So I'll take you a bit through kind of my geographic background and how that has um, led to me founding Kudo and and how that's pretty much structured my career. Um, I was born in Israel to an Iraqi father and a Hungarian mother. So even though at home we spoke Hebrew, I was very much exposed to two other languages in the homes of my grandparents. And when I was seven years old, we moved to Los Angeles. Um, Lived in LA until I graduated from high school. In sixth grade, you know, as happens living in Southern California, I started learning Spanish. So by the time I got to college, I spoke three languages. And that first semester at UC Berkeley, I thought to myself, you know, I need to have some goal that is going to lead beyond whatever I learn at school and needs to be something that is uh, edifying for me. And I chose speaking languages, speaking at least five languages by the time I graduated from college. Um, so I already had, I didn't want to be necessarily fluent, but I wanted to at least have passing knowledge of, of a couple more languages and to be able to communicate in those. Um, and picked up French and Italian while I was at school through classrooms and also uh, spent a semester in Italy. And all of that kind of led to me thinking of education as really the thing that opens up the most doors for everybody. And it's um, the biggest equalizer in our society. It's the, you know, not the way it tends to function uh, these days, is education is actually a gatekeeping mechanism. It separates people and it categorizes them into, into different groups. But I saw a possibility to use education to bring people together and, um, and to equalize. And so uh, in undergrad, I started working as a, as a teacher, as a uh, SAT teacher, as a language teacher, um, and also as an after-school uh, teacher for, for kids 
uh, from kindergarten through fifth grade. And when I graduated from college from UC Berkeley, I moved down to Ecuador. And I lived in Quito for a couple of years. And all that work that I had done up in California in education led to me landing a position with a company called Wall Street English, uh, which I think if people are not aware of it, the name kind of tells you what it is. It's a language learning school for adults, uh, primarily for professionals to learn English as a second language um, to help them advance in their careers. I started working for that company. Uh, rose up in the ranks and uh, got to a point where I was leading uh, their schools in Ecuador, Panama, and Costa Rica for the company that owned the franchise rights uh, for Wall Street English in those three countries. But while I was there, I, I had this gnawing feeling that what I really wanted to do was help kids back where I grew up in California to get the most out of, out of education. So then let's really hit the fast forward button here, Shlomi, and take us to that founding part within Kudo. I got the PhD in, uh, in second language acquisition, uh, wanted out of academia, went to BCG. And while I was at BCG, because of my academic background, I really was getting a lot of questions from friends who were starting to have kids about how to teach their kids a second language. And for a long time, I never understood that as people presenting a problem to me. The way I understood it was, you know, they're, they're asking for my academic advice and so I'll provide it to them. But because at BCG, I was working with so many companies that were trying to solve these everyday problems for people, I started to reframe those questions. And rather than seeing them as friends asking for advice, I realized it was potential customers presenting a problem for me to solve. Um, and I remember the kind of the day that I realized that that's what was happening was actually Martin Luther King weekend. My wife and I, my wife and I were out to dinner and I told her, you know, if we were to do something on our own, if I were to leave BCG and do something on my own, the thing that I would be most qualified to do and the thing that I could provide the most impact with is helping kids in preschool learn a second language. Um, and that was kind of this aha moment of, of, reframing my way of thinking from uh, I'm here to, to give advice to people who, who are asking for it to I actually can provide a solution to a much broader set of people um, that could benefit from the solution that we bring. Okay, so we're going to put a pin in this right here because we're going to be expounding more into this later. And I just think it's really fascinating, number one, that you, know, you really targeted on that market. I mean, I just can see my niece right now who's three years old and just what a sponge that she is for all things learning. And like the first foreign word that I think I heard growing up in Maine was in the ninth grade when I started ninth grade Spanish. And I mean, it was just, it was, it was tough at that point because I was so ingrained into the English language and I just hadn't been exposed to anything. So I really like this whole idea and this whole focus. And I want to get into more of this, but first and foremost, Shalomi, we always start Entrepreneur on Fire with what you consider your worst entrepreneurial moments through all of your ventures that you've been through. So take just a couple minutes and walk us through that story of that worst entrepreneurial moment. This takes me back a while to, uh, I think I was 20 years old. My brother and I started a small company selling roasted almonds to boutique grocery stores. My dad loves to tinker in the kitchen and 
he developed this way to roast almonds that made them really crispy, really tasty. People loved them and they'd always say, hey, you got to go out and sell these. I love roasted almonds. I'm already starving. (laughs) So my brother is kind of this natural salesman type of guy. And if he has something to sell, he goes out and sells it. But he's not operationally inclined. So I joined him more on the operational side. And as we started uh, getting a little bit of traction with grocery stores around Southern California, we both needed to go out on sales calls. And one day we had uh, this small chain of family-owned grocery stores that also had a lunch counter ask us to come into two of their stores and to have a display and try to sell the product to their customers. They were already clients of ours. They were already buying the product, um, but they wanted us in there to promote it. And my brother at the time had recently broken his leg. Um, He couldn't drive. He couldn't really walk around. I took him to one store. He was there just to set the scene. He's wearing jeans and an untucked uh, (laughs) button-down shirt. And I'm in dress shoes, khakis, and a solid blue button-down tucked into my pants. I drop him off, and I go to the other store. um, And I start trying to give away free almonds and I couldn't get people to take them. And, um, I remember one guy standing in line and we were talking, this is 16 years ago. And I still remember one guy in line saying to me, uh, do these have fat? And I said, yes, but, and he goes, but what it's the good fat. And I just froze. I didn't know what to say back. (laughs) And I walked away having barely given anything away for free, not sold a single package um, left them at the store and went to pick up my brother. And my brother is there hanging out with the store staff, sitting in a chair with his leg broken, laughing it up. And the first thing he says to me is, do you have more? People want more. And <laughs> that contrast of we're selling the same product in the same type of store to the same demographic. And I can get people to take it away. And he had sold everything that we had brought into to his store. Um, and I told him, I said, you know, I, I was feeling very dejected and thinking like, wow, I just, I don't know how to sell anything. And I said that to him, he goes, look, and I don't want to offend any of your female listeners, but my brother goes, look, selling is the same as picking up girls. It's the same exact thing. The worst thing that's going to happen, they'll say no to you. Um, and that, you know, that for me was an important moment because I, I realized, you know, I had been in that store worried about what people were going to think, worried about whether or not they would take the almonds from me and, and really tensing up at the prospect of hearing no. And hearing that from my brother, it changed my perspective because rather than thinking I'm trying to sell something to somebody and get them to take something that they don't necessarily want to take, I'm actually just putting myself out there and trying to connect with people and try and I'm not trying to, to take their money. I'm not trying to sell them anything. I'm just trying to connect with them and share with them something that is enjoyable to me. Shalomi, I think this is so valuable for Fire Nation because it can be applied to so many different industries, so many different situations that we as entrepreneurs, as small business owners are going to face day after day after day. And, you know, for me, just thinking about a past interview that I did with Nathan Lacka, you know, this guy says, John, I wake up every morning with my goal. My number one goal is to have nine people say no to me. Because I know if nine people say no to me, 
then one person is going to say yes. Because one out of every 10 people says yes to me. So I go for the no. I am looking for people to say no. When people say no to me, I say thank you because you just got me one no closer to my yes. And that's what I'm here for. So think about that reframe, Fire Nation. Think about that mindset shift of just saying, hey, no is not going to crush my world. No, in fact, can be reframed as, man, that's going to get me one step closer to that person that's going to say yes. Because you better believe if I was standing behind that guy that asked you about the good, fat, bad, fat thing, and you had turned to me and been like, can I give you some almonds? I would have been like, oh, heck yeah. Like, I'll take the whole package, brother, because that is awesome stuff. So just Fire Nation, take that in, realize, go for the no. Go for the no. And slow me. Let's shift, my friends, and get really focused with this story. I loved how you took us there, being in that supermarket, you know, your brother with a broken leg. That's the kind of stories that we love. So keep that same type of alliteration and tell us about an aha moment, an epiphany that you've had at some point in your journey. I know you mentioned one you had when you were out to dinner with your wife. Maybe that's a story you're going to tell. Maybe it's another one. But take us to that moment and tell us that aha I really think that that for me was the most important aha moment in my entrepreneurial journey. And the reason was because, you know, when you think about, I got a PhD in, in language acquisition. So for years, people had been asking me the same questions and I, you know, I would take those questions and not understand them for what they really were. And I think that that is an important thing for an entrepreneur is really to kind of get a sense of what is it that I'm really being asked to do? What is it that the customer is asking me to do? And so, you know, getting a PhD, it's a long process. You, you're doing a lot of research, but you're meeting a lot of people. I was doing research in families' homes and in schools about how their kids were learning English as a second language. And, you know, I remember having dinner, dinners with parents of young kids and the parents would say to me, so are you going to help me teach my kid English? And I would say, well, that's not my job. That's not what I'm doing. I'm researching, researching how you're teaching your kid English. And, you know, and I just couldn't see it. I couldn't see that all those interactions, all those times that people were asking me these questions, what they were really was saying was help us, give us something that we can use. And it was this one night out to dinner with my wife. We're talking and my wife is one of those people that constantly has ideas for new ventures, constantly is thinking about new things that, um, that we can do because she understands her problems as problems that other people, other people face as well. And we're sitting there talking and she's just throwing some ideas at me. I wasn't very happy at BCG. Um, it's an amazing place to work, but I was on the road a lot. I wasn't seeing my wife. Um, we were newly, we were newly married and, and I remember just thinking like, well, what other job am I going to get? What am I going to leave for that's another position that, uh, that I'd enjoy without really ever thinking there's something that I can give to others. There's something that I'm good at that is going to help other people solve a daily problem that they have. And having that dinner and just sitting there in this restaurant and chatting with each other, you know, I, I had this, it really felt like an epiphany. I remember thinking to myself a few minutes later in that conversation, how did I not realize this years ago? How did I not know that every time that people came to me and said, help us teach our kids a foreign language, they were asking me to 
provide them with a product or a service or something like that. Um, and so that to me was the most important aha moment because that's what led to Kudo. That was the thing that really uh, set the set the process in motion and, and allowed us to to start something that I think is important. It's something that I care about and I pour my heart and soul into, not because it's a business, but because I believe we're we're really helping people solve a problem that they face. Shalomi, Fire Nation are entrepreneurs. We are small business owners, entrepreneurs, sidepreneurs, people that still have jobs right now, but are are starting that one venture so they can maybe move into it in the future. What would you want to say to them? Just in, in one sentence, Shalomi, I'm going to challenge you in one sentence. What would you say to them, our listeners right now that are pondering that idea? They know it's there and they want to move into it. What do you want to tell them as far as taking action? Yeah, so um, I remember when I was at BCG, uh, two of my colleagues told me two very different things about how they saw me there. One of them said that she believed that I had the patience to stay the entire course um, of the career ladder at that company. And and another one said to me, I believe you're going to uh, go on your way soon because you have the courage to leave. And I think uh, for me, that balance, it's, it's really about knowing how much patience do I need to stay and do I have the courage to take that leap of faith? And so my advice to other entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs or anybody currently holding another job, have that courage to leave, have that courage to take that jump and know that the worst thing that's going to happen is you'll find out relatively quickly that... Um, that what you're offering is not today the exact thing that people want, but that's going to get you to giving them the thing that they want. And um, it's that, it's have the courage to leave. So Shalomi, of all the things that you have going on right now, and there are quite a few things, what would you say the one thing that has you most fired up right now is? So education today is, is changing. And technology is having, it's finally starting to deliver on the promise that technology has always had to really reform education. And I'm very, very excited that Kudo is part of that process, that we, especially in Latin America, are part of the process of bringing kids um, into the digital age and using the digital technology that we have, the technology that we have, the products that are becoming available to teach kids something that helps them out in the world. And that has me every morning that has me fired up. It drives me to, to keep building Kudo and to make sure that we're um, having the biggest impact that we can have. See, Fire Nation, when you're identifying the path that you're going, the direction that you are currently going down, this is the kind of thoughts and, and inspirations and motivation that you want to be feeling with inside you when you're waking up in the morning, what Shlomi's having when he wakes up because he knows that what he's delivering, he believes in and is going to have a massive and valuable impact to the audience that he's providing it to. So sit down, you know, have these thoughts. It's never too late to pivot. It's never too late to change things or reaffirm your current path, which is also exciting. And Shlomi, we're about to enter the lightning rounds. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Email is one of the most important tools that you can use to grow your business. 
Why? Because it always makes it possible to connect with customers and prospects in a place they always are. Whether you have a subscriber list of 10 or 10,000, Aweber makes it easy for you to communicate with your email audience by making the whole process an automated breeze. So when you're really busy doing other things like running your business, you can trust it with Aweber. Creating and sending emails will be a cinch. From easy to use sign up forms and email templates to industry leading deliverability that helps your emails get delivered to your subscribers' inboxes, Aweber has has you covered. In fact, they've been helping small businesses, bloggers, agencies, and entrepreneurs just like you for over 16 years, so they know the game. Ready to start using one of the most important marketing tools out there? Visit aweber.com slash fire today and start growing your business with email with a free 30-day trial. That's aweber.com slash fire. It's one thing to get prospects to your website, but it's quite another to give them great user experience and engage them so they'll stick around. You might find yourself wondering how it all works, ranking in organic search results, designing your site so that it represents your brand. Which theme is the best? How do I optimize my site so I'm not missing out on turning my prospects into leads? Good news. You don't have to spend hours of your own time searching 10 different places for answers to these questions and resources that can help. Because when you host with HostGator, they offer all of this in one place. Everything from 24-7 live support to one-click WordPress installs, an easy-to-use website builder, or a design professional you can hire to do the work for you, plus marketing services. Yes, all in one place. Visit HostGator.com slash Fire30 for a 30% discount today. That's HostGator.com slash Fire in the number 30. Shlomi. Welcome to the lightning round where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Does that sound like a plan? Sounds like a great plan. (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? The biggest thing that held me back was being worried that the step I was going to take was not going to have an impact. And it was thinking about you know, trying to have a big impact as opposed to impacting just one person. And as soon as I realized I can, if I impact one person, that's enough, that set me free. What's the best advice you've ever received? So this wasn't given to me as advice, but I took it as advice and it has become the guidepost in how I understand what I do, uh, not just day to day, but in the big picture. Uh, it was a professor friend of mine and he told me that the reason that he chose his career was because it gave him the opportunity to tell the truth as he saw it. And I think that's the most important kind of nugget that I've received in my life was everything that you do has to be geared towards telling the truth as you see it. What's a personal habit that you have, Shlomi, that you believe contributes to your success? An important one for me is setting time aside to take a step back and evaluate and reassess so that I can stay focused on the big picture. I think a lot of times I, I tend to kind of get into the weeds and, and get distracted, not see the forest for the trees. Yes. Taking that time to step back, understand the bigger picture is an important habit for me. Do you have an internet resource like Evernote that you can share with our listeners? Absolutely. I love Yesware. It's a plugin for Google, uh, for Gmail that is basically a, a CRM combined with your email. It's a wonderful tool for, uh, for making sure that we're uh, speaking with our clients on a regular basis. Really enjoy using it. If you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? One book that really changed the way that I go about hiring people 
is the book Who by Jeff Smart and Randy Street. Uh, you can find it at whothebook.com. It gives a method for, for hiring people and for really getting to the best people and getting them on your team. And it, you know, coming from a consulting background, I thought of hiring as, you know, give somebody a case and see how they solve it. Uh, who changed the way that I understand that? It made me realize that the more contact that I have with a candidate, the more data, the more data points that I will have about that candidate, and the more that I'm going to realize that this is the right person for our team. Fire Nation, I know you love audio, so I teamed up with Audible, and if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. And Shlomi, this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter, taken care of. But all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? First thing I do is get out of the house and meet as many people as possible. Start talking to them, get to know them, understand their their likes, their dislikes, their fears, get to know that world and get to know those people. Um, I think, you know, both as an entrepreneur and as a person, we learn the most out of talking to others and understanding what their wants and needs are. And so number one, get out and spend those seven days trying to explore, letting the, letting those encounters with others carry me to new places and to, and to really exploring that new world. That's what I would spend those seven days on. Build relationships, Fire Nation. So key. Shlomi, let's end today on fire, my friends, with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. Tell the truth as you see it and have the resilience to do so. I think it's an, an important guidepost in my life and an important thing for, uh, for others to do. Um, best way to reach me, go to send me an email personally at shlomi at kudolearning.com. That's S-H-L-O-M-Y at K-U-D-O learning.com. Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with Shlomi and JLD today, so keep up the heat. And head over to eofire.com. Just type Shlomi, again, that's S-H-L-O-M-Y, in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up with everything we've been talking about today. And he generously offered his email, shlomi at kudolearning.com. That'll be on the show notes page as well. You can email him directly or go through that link. And Shlomi, thank you, my friends, for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. And for that, we salute you. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you, John. Have a great day. A big part of success is looking professional. Luckily, our friends at 99designs are experts in the field. Put your best foot forward with their new offering, a professionally designed logo and a ready-to-use mobile-friendly website that you can edit quickly and easily. Start your next design project at 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 upgrade free. Thank you so much for joining me today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head over to eofire.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. 
Is it time to create and launch your podcast? 15 video tutorials with yours truly await at freepodcastcourse.com. See you there.